Good morning. I'm so glad that you're here with us this morning. My name is Pastor Kimmy, and uh, we're going to share the message with you today a little bit differently. I've asked four different moms just to share with us how are they feeling and uh, coping with current world events and situations in their families. And uh, they're from all different stages of family life. And so I think you're gonna really enjoy their stories. So if you are a senior or a single dad or a teenager or a kid, man, stay tuned for these fantastic stories from our moms. Hi, I'm Tara Culberson uh, and I live in Reinderhoof, British Columbia. Uh, I recently moved here two years ago um, from New Brunswick. Uh, quite a trek ocean to ocean, uh, but we really like it here. Um, I have three beautiful children. Uh, my oldest, Carter, who is very smart and uh, he's very creative and he's 12. Uh, my middle son is Ashton. He's our blue-eyed little sweetheart and he's eight. And then my spicy um, tomboy of a girl, uh, Shea. Um, Shea also um, has cystic fibrosis and that's kind of one of the reasons we moved here. Uh, she is um, six and uh, cystic fibrosis is uh, lung and digestive disease um, that um, takes a lot of work and is uh, fatal. So we spend a lot of time trying to keep her healthy and safe um, from bacteria and different things like what's going on right now. Um, when I am not being a parent, I am a graphic designer. Um, try to be as full time as I can. Uh, at the moment, uh, I get to spend time with my family um, during this COVID, um, which I quite like. Um, I really love um, being able to be with the kids and take moments through the day to breathe and, and um, you know, for the most part, not have too much that uh, is pulling me in opposite directions. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, I also um, do find a bit of struggles with some things like trying to be a homeschool mom <laughs> uh, with three different curriculums. And um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a struggle uh, in that uh, aspect. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't have it any other way, I guess, right now. I'm just very lucky that we are safe and uh, healthy uh, enough to be here. Um, one of the things that, uh, as a mom, I struggle with um, sometimes is taking on more than I can manage. You know, this, you know, women can do everything and we can balance everything. And sometimes I forget that uh, I need to stop and really pick and choose what I want to do in a chapter of our my life and uh, and trust God that it's okay to leave those things behind and that he will provide everything um, that really needs to be in our life at that moment. Uh, you know, as a mom, I hard not to control every aspect of um, of life and and so that's one thing I'm really working on um, but God has been really good to us um, and uh, as you know life has gone over um, the years I 
really have seen his hand in our life and uh, seen that uh, sometimes when it was hard, he really was just walking us through it and um, and it became more beautiful than it really would have if I had actually done it myself. And tips on um, kids and emotional health. Um, my biggest thing, and this comes from um, not really so much the experience of COVID, um, but just being a mom of somebody who is constantly um, sick and constantly worrying about bacteria and things that all of you would be worrying about right now um, is positivity. Um, really look for those things every single day and stay as positive as possible because if you can be positive, um, you can overcome so much. Our mind is so amazing how we... Um, how we um, use it really if we think negatively we just everything oozes out negative but if we think positive everything just we see it in a different light and uh, I, yeah that would definitely be um, something that I would say positivity is huge for us um, I also think um, for health um, when we are away in hospitals, we uh, use Right Now Media. We love it. It's so great. Um, we can go on and see different videos for the kids. And when I'm missing church or anything, which is really great now that we have church, um, but when we didn't, it was really great to get those resources to stay healthy for me and stay healthy for the kids. And yeah, I just, those two things, pod positivity and um, Right Now Media and just taking the time to talk to God. Uh, uh, is just so big, you know. Well, I want to say thank you. And to all the ladies, happy Mother's Day. And I hope that you get the time and the things that you need in this chapter of your life. See ya. Good morning, everybody, and happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. My name is Leanne Isadebago, and I live in Prince George. I am known as mom to three wonderful kids. Caleb, 15, Amara, 12, and Hannah, 11. I'm currently doing my master's degree in counseling and I'll graduate in 2021. So just like so many of you out there, two months ago, if somebody had asked me how life was, I would have said busy. Life is busy. And, um, and I felt the weight of it. I felt the burden of being a busy mom and feeling like I didn't um, get enough time with my kids. And then we had a global pandemic. And just like that, just like that, my schedule was clear. No more rushing to and fro. And if I'm honest, I liked it. Rather than feeling restricting, it felt freeing. And if I were to narrow it down to like one thing, I think it would be the lack of scheduling that was required. I don't think I really knew how heavy the mental burden of scheduling and coordinating and making all the pieces fit, um, how heavy that burden was. And I don't know how we're gonna, you know, continue to, to keep that, but I would like to find a way to kind of keep that burden low. If there was a low point, it would be Hannah's birthday. 
hands down. You know, moms, we like to celebrate our kids' birthdays and we like to make them feel so special. And it was really hard this year. I felt completely inadequate. Um, I couldn't do the party, couldn't buy the gifts that I wanted. And on top of it, on that day, I got sick. Like I was had really bad vertigo and had to go to bed. And um, it was I was crying, it was so hard. And while I was napping, um, my son helped Hannah make her birthday, her birthday cake. Amara helped um, by wrapping the gift and making a card. And when I woke up, they were all playing together, laughing and playing Xbox. And it was such a blessing to my heart. And I just was so thankful for a faithful God who even when I feel like I've dropped the ball, he is there um, to pick the ball up because they're his, they're his at the end. Even though I think that it's mine, I know, and I'm reminded again that they are his. One of the things he's teaching me right now is about being compassionate because he is compassionate and he has compassion on us. So when that birthday happened, I felt inadequate. I was harsh on myself. Why didn't you plan ahead? Why didn't you order a gift online, you know? And, um, it would, and he doesn't want that. He wants for us to be kind to ourselves because he is kind. So he's teaching me how to slow down and feel those difficult emotions, the ones that I would normally um, push down or push aside, rush through. And he's, he's giving me space to slow down and to feel them. And in turn, I want to do that with my kids when they feel frustrated or disappointed or lonely. This is hard for them too, to slow down and be present with them and tell them it's okay. It's okay to feel bad. Everybody feels bad sometimes. Be kind to yourself instead of judging myself. It may seem counterintuitive to allow ourselves to feel bad, but what it does is it opens us up to be curious about why we feel bad. Why are you frustrated right now? What's really going on? That's the question I ask myself. <laughs> yeah, God is good and he's kind and he's compassionate. And I know his heart for me is that I am also compassionate to others, but also to myself and to treat myself the way he would treat me. I hope you have a great Mother's Day. You are rocking it. You're a great mom. And I'm a great mom, even when I feel like I'm not. Hello, my name is Allison Crick, and I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and I'm just here to talk to you a little bit about my highs and lows of this self-isolation time during this pandemic. Um, some of the highs for me have been um, definitely gardening things. So my husband has built multiple garden beds, uh, raised garden beds, herb planter, a greenhouse, a lean-to for our wood, for having fires in the backyard, and many things like that. We've also... Um, as a couple, been doing Master Chef challenges with, with each other, which has been hilarious. Um, 
we should have really filmed those. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we've, we've done many things together as a couple, and I think that has been really beneficial. Uh, some of the lows of being together a lot are is just really too much alone time together. Um, for us has been something that we've had to work out and go, I just need some space. Can you go outside or I just need some space, you know, and really communicating that way. Um, but it's kind of fun and, and we understand each other through all that. That's pretty cool. Some of the um, other lows for me have been because our family has dealt with a lot of tra tragedy in these last uh, few months. Not being able to hug my kids has been horrible and grandkids. But um, a funny story actually, uh, Tiffany and I, my daughter, uh, decided at the beginning of this pandemic, I think we were only a few weeks in, that we hadn't seen each other. So we said, well, we both have to go to Costco. Why don't we go at the same time? And when we're there, we will um, just look for each other, but still keep socially distance apart. And we can shop together, but apart. And we thought that was a grand idea until we actually got there and we saw each other and stood six feet apart and started crying. <laughs> um, that was a big challenge for me. So that's that's real. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I, really would love to hug my people but um, I know that through this God has really brought us to a place where we really need to you know hone in on what our world needs which is for us to all be strong in our faith and to come back to the garden and that's really been um, kind of a statement that I've really been looking more in depth to in the Word of God is coming back to the garden and not just the physical garden where we plant seeds and we see them coming and growing and the fruit is much but really in our hearts and coming back to the Lord um, not that I've been away from the Lord but really honing in on those those um, things that he wants from us, which is really, he just wants us to sit with him in that garden. And uh, for me, some tips that I have um, really to pass on to you, if you haven't done this, or you're just new to the faith or whatever, and you're overwhelmed with this pandemic, is simply just take a few minutes and go to your garden. Your garden, for you, some of you moms, might be quiet time in the bathroom. <laughs> I remember those days. Or for some of you, it might be you're in an apartment. Go out onto your balcony for a little bit. Just take a few minutes. Go for a walk. Um, go in nature. Nature is, to me, like God's gift to us right now. Uh, I go in the forest a lot and go for walks, and that has been so fantastic. Um, with the grandkids, uh, we have some grandkids living very close to us, uh, though we can't hug them. Uh, we have encouraged them to paint rocks and hide those rocks in Cottonwood Island and uh, things like that. Uh, really fun to do. So for this Mother's Day, I know it's going to be different for a lot of you. Um, so I encourage you to just keep the faith, come back to the garden, 
go to where God wants you to be, um, which is close to him and rely on him. And we'll all get through this together, guys. I, I know we will. Thank you so much, Jardel and Tara and Leanne and Allison for your incredible stories. Thank you for the beauty of your vulnerability and just really sharing so tenderly with us how you're really doing through this COVID-19 pandemic. You see, I wanted to share with us today on Mother's Day real life stories of how people are responding through this challenging time. And these four moms are definitely rocking it. But you know, we heard it's not been easy, right? Walking through a global pandemic is not easy. And what I've noticed and learned just from everyone around me that I've just been journeying with and walking with is that how we respond when we go through hard times is very important. This is definitely a challenge on the outside, things that we can't control, but there is a spiritual battle going on as well. And I know for me personally, walking through these last couple months of social distancing has been difficult. And sometimes my attitude starts to get pretty stinky and I start to wonder if this is ever going to be over because it feels so long and weary. And it can be tempting to default back to old thoughts like this is the way things are going to be forever and it's terrible, right? And I really don't like it. And it just feels like nothing goes right. And I feel so alone and I feel afraid and I feel like nobody cares. Well, today we're going to talk about some weapons. And Paul says to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments, right? So it's okay to have these feelings and these emotions that can some days feel like they're on a bit of a roller coaster, right? Like I feel really up and great one day and then the next day I'm feeling down or maybe for some of us, it's like hour by hour, those emotions are changing. And you see, what we often do is we fight that spiritual emotional battle with a physical, um, a physical thing to kind of fill that void, right? Like with food or social media or alcohol or pornography, we do something to try and numb those emotions so that we can avoid how we're feeling. And we need to acknowledge our feelings, right? We need to fight this on a spiritual level with God's mighty weapons. You see, it changes the fight when we look at it from a spiritual perspective. And it's no longer us fighting the fight, it's God fighting for us. And he gives us these spiritual weapons for this spiritual battle. And he gives us more than one weapon. You see, no soldier goes into a battle with only one weapon. That would be pretty silly. And God too gives us just this plethora of weapons to be able to use in whatever situation we're in. So here's a question. How do I stay emotionally healthy during COVID-19? Because church, my goal, my hope for each one of us is that on the other side of COVID-19, we're actually stronger and healthier and more connected to God than we've ever been. So how are we going to do that? Well, I want to talk about three different weapons. 
And these aren't in order, so you can mix them up, but these are just some tips for you. The first one is a response weapon. And what I mean by that is let's respond with truth and authenticity and acknowledge how we are really feeling, how things are really going for us. Some of us are really struggling and let's acknowledge it to God. Let's say to God, this is how I'm feeling right now in this time. So that's our response weapon is to not push those feelings down because that is not biblical to not say like, let's suck it up and just move on. No, no, no. we're going to acknowledge our feelings before God. We're going to talk to him about it. The second offensive weapon, and, and these ones are grounding techniques. My friend Leanne uh, was sharing with me a couple of them last week. And, and so I've got, I've got one here that I wanted to share. And she said to pick out five things that you can see or hear or think of outside of the negative emotions that you're feeling right now. So if you are feeling loneliness or bitterness, um, and frustration, um, just stop and think about five things outside of those emotions, five positive things outside of those emotions. Listen for the sounds around you. And if your house is really quiet, like mine is right now, go outside, open your front door, listen for the things that are around you. It'll help to ground you and to take your thoughts off of something negative and bring them back into something positive. Another great grounding technique and offensive weapon is a gratitude jar. And Tara talked about staying positive. That's something that's been really helpful for her and for her family is to, to have a positive focus. And so what if as a family, you made a gratitude jar? You could just take like an old jar and decorate it and put gratitude jar on the front of it, leave some pieces of paper out and around it, and, and then encourage your family and yourself to write down something that you are grateful for. Praise God, something wonderful that you are so thankful for that's happened in this week, something that you are grateful for. And it doesn't need to be something huge, like I won a million dollars, because that's probably not going to happen this week. Um, but maybe it's like just the way the rain is sprinkling across the roof today, the way that the sun is shining up over the hill this morning, the way the flowers are, are budding up out of the ground. Let's focus on being grateful. Another quick tip I wanted to give you was a highs and lows. And our moms shared their highs and lows today in their story time. And we have done this in our family for years since our kids were little. Around our dinner table, we share with each other something great that happened, a high, and something that was challenging and a struggle, a low. And what it did is it gave opportunity for our kids to be able to express to us emotionally how they were feeling about their day. And so often that is the key, isn't it? Is just being able to express it to somebody else. And then sometimes to be able to pray for each other, encourage one another, and, and just be there for each other and say, hey, let's brainstorm some ideas of how we could handle that situation together. So highs and lows is another great tip. 
I also found a website called therapyaid.com and are on there are some discussion cards for kids. There was actually a bunch of tools for kids. So if your kids are struggling emotionally and you're trying to get them to talk to you and don't know what questions to ask, uh, go to this resource and uh, it was it was really super helpful. The third weapon that I wanted to talk about is the spiritual weapon, okay? So we've talked about a response weapon, acknowledging our feelings and our emotions, an offensive weapon, using grounding techniques to help us in wading through our emotions, and the third one is spiritual weapons. You see, from the beginning, Satan has been trying to trick and trip humanity and God. I mean, Satan went to God, to Jesus in the garden and tried to tempt him, tempt him. And what did Jesus do? He responded with the word of God. You see, we will not defeat Satan by reasoning with him or negotiating with him or yelling at him to get out. And I actually tried that a couple of weeks ago and it doesn't work. But what does work what will defeat Satan is when we use our weapons of warfare that God has given us. And one of those weapons is the word of God. That's how we defeat the enemy is with the word of God. So let's take a look at Ephesians 6 and let's take a look specifically at these weapons and the armor that God has given to us. Okay, so we're going to take a look at this spiritual armor. And no, I'm not expecting you to go out and to make something as fantastic as mine. This was actually a school project from Eden, and so I just had to use it. So it says in Ephesians 6, starting at verse 13, that God gives us weapons, weapons to use in the spiritual battle. He gives us the belt of truth. That's what he gives us. He gives us the body armor of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace. And I've got my shoes on and here they are ready to bring the gospel and the good news the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And you know, so often we stop reading this passage at that point, but it says in Ephesians 6, 18, pray in the spirit. It is part of our spiritual weapons is to pray in the spirit. It says at all times and on every occasion, Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. We're to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. And many people just forget about it and they don't recognize that prayer is a part of the armor that God has given you. The sword of the Spirit, prayer. This passage is talking about these powerful weapons. But you know what it doesn't say is to grab your prayer list and to go to God and say, I need this, and I need this, and I need this, and I want that, and I want this, and bless this person. It's not what it says. It's talking about our emotions. When we're feeling overwhelmed, and we're struggling, and we don't know what to do, we go to God in prayer. We use prayer as a weapon. When we're feeling joyous and, and happy and things are wonderful, we go to God in prayer and we use it as a spiritual weapon. 
It is a weapon for every single one of us to use. We pray, we pray, we pray. And he gives us other weapons like worship. We worship his name. We sing to his name. We proclaim the name of Jesus over our homes, over our city, over our world. We declare it. It is a weapon when we use the name of Jesus. And our testimonies, our stories, like our stories today from our moms, those are weapons because what it does is it is it inspires us, it encourages us, it reminds us that God is faithful. And if God is faithful for Leanne and for Allison and Jardel and Tara, God is faithful for me and God is faithful for you. So that is a weapon that we can use is to share with each other how we're struggling and how we're walking through it. So if you are a mom or a grandma or a widow or a single or a teen or a kid, you are not powerless. You are not. It is good to use these weapons to recognize how you are feeling, to be real with God about your emotional health and to talk to him about it. But it's also good for us to have weapons where we are working on being emotionally healthy, that we're on the, the offensive in the sense of like a military, right? That we're not just always backed into a corner, but that we are productively and proactively seeking after healthy mental health. Let's do this together, church. Let's come out of COVID stronger than we've ever been, more connected to Jesus than we've ever been, and emotionally healthier than we've ever been. And that means it's going to take some work for all of us. You see, there is a battle going on all around us, but God has given us everything we need to defeat our enemy. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I just want to pray Isaiah 54, 17 over every single home, over every single person that's listening here this morning. It says in your word that no weapon forged against you will prevail. And, and, and I know Jesus is talking about no weapon from Satan, none of his fiery darts. None of the things that he shoots at you will prevail because your weapons are unstoppable. They are truth and righteousness. They are goodness. They are faith. They are salvation. They are your gospel. And so nothing forged against you will prevail. And Lord God, I pray that over every single home, Lord Jesus. Help us to embrace and live out and be obedient, Lord Jesus to the weapons that you have given us, to your spiritual armor, Lord God. We want to give you glory in our homes. We want our homes to be filled with worship and your presence and obedience and surrender to you, Lord God. So let us just, just have more of you, Jesus. Teach us and show us how to use these weapons of, of warfare, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a wonderful day.